Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shade that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 391st edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest tonight is America's tennis champion, Pauline Betts. But first, here is Real One. Walker Cooper, the famous catcher of the New York Giants, uses Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. For here's what Walker Cooper recently wrote me. Dear Bill, no more gummy, heavy shave cream for me. No, sir. Not while I can buy Colgate Brushless shave cream, that fluffy shave cream of yours. Honestly, Bill, I think I've cut minutes from my shaving time with Colgate Brushless. I like everything about Colgate Brushless, especially the way it softens up my tough whiskers so I can shave clean and close without any pulling or nicking. Keep telling them about Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. Signed, Walter Cooper. Thanks, Walker, I will. I'll keep telling how Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions, spreads easily and quickly because it's light and fluffy. It's not heavy or greasy. way it takes the fight of the tough whiskers, makes them easy to shave, gives your razor one smooth, fast, right of the way for a no-snag, no-smart performance. And how Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off in a couple of winks. Listen, man, prove it for yourself. If Colgate Brushless Shave Cream doesn't give you 100% shaving satisfaction, just send the top of the carton back to me, Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions tonight. It's available now in both tubes and jars. Real tube. Profile of a metal. Six years ago, next Monday, a great man died. His name was Lou Gehrig. He was one of the most famous baseball players of all time, and his death shocked the nation. Lou Gehrig can never be forgotten. That's why we think it's appropriate tonight, as the sixth anniversary of his death approaches, to tell this story. For this is the story of Lou Gehrig and a trip to Japan. When Lou Gehrig was at the height of his fame back in 1931, he and several other members of the New York Yankees decided to go to Japan and to show the Japanese what big-time American baseball looked like. Hence, in December of that year, Lou Gehrig and his baseball team did arrive in Japan. The first baseball game was played in Tokyo. And the Japanese people turned out by the thousands. They turned out to see the great Lou Gehrig and his teammates play baseball. After the game was over, Lou Gehrig was invited to meet the Prime Minister of Japan at the Imperial Palace 
and at the Imperial Palace, a huge celebration was staged in Gehrig's honor. Lou Gehrig was naturally embarrassed by all this fuss, but he was even more embarrassed when a high-ranking Japanese official rose and said, Mr. Oro Gehrig, to show humble appreciation of Japanese people, we wish to present you with this gold medal. On the back of metal, you'll find inscription which expresses how we feel. It sounds, uh, this metal presented to Ru Gehrig on November 18, 1931, in Tokyo by a grateful Japanese people. Oh, it is the medal, Mr. Gehrig. Lou Gehrig accepted that medal. He accepted it from the Japanese in Tokyo. Soon afterwards, he returned to America. For several years after that, Lou Gehrig continued to play baseball with the New York Yankees. Finally, sickness removed Gehrig from the Yankee lineup. And six years ago next Monday, Lou Gehrig died. In December of 1941, the Japanese struck their sneak attack at Pearl Harbor. War was declared. Shortly afterwards, the War Department in Washington, D.C. received a note. A note that read... Lou Gehrig is no longer alive to do this himself. However, I know if he were, he'd approve of what I'm doing now. Hence enclosed, please find the medal that the Japanese government once presented to Mr. Gehrig in Tokyo. If and when you get around to bombing Tokyo, please drop this medal along with the bombs and put it back where it came from. The note was signed and sealed. That's why when Jimmy Doolittle and his brave squadron of American flyers first did bomb Tokyo, they did drop that Lou Gehrig medal along with their bombs. And so, a medal given to Lou Gehrig in Tokyo was returned to Tokyo. Well, that could be the end of the story. For after the medal was dropped on Tokyo, nobody thought any more about it. That is, nobody thought any more about that medal until one day an American Liberty ship was attacked by a Japanese submarine. The Jap submarine came to the surface to shell a helpless American Liberty ship. But the American Liberty ship wasn't so helpless. And the ship rammed the Jap submarine, sending that submarine to the bottom and capturing several Japanese survivors. On one of those Jap survivors taken off that sunken Japanese submarine was found the Lou Gehrig Medal. Well, that's the story. The story of a medal that was first given to Lou Gehrig back in 1931 by the Japanese people in Tokyo. It's the story of how that same medal was dropped back onto Tokyo by American flyers, only to have the medal turn up many months later when an American Liberty ship rammed a Jap submarine. The Jap seaman on that submarine claimed that he'd picked up that Lou Gehrig medal after the American flyers had bombed Tokyo. Yeah, that's the story. And that's almost the end of the story, too. There's only one more thing to add. The American Liberty ship that rammed that Japanese submarine and recovered the Lou Gehrig Medal was a new American Liberty ship named the S.S. Lou Gehrig. Profile of a medal. Real three. Profile of Memorial Day. Today is Memorial Day. Memorial Day means the day of memories. Memories of men who died during the wars. There were some great athletes who died during the war years. And with today being Memorial Day, perhaps it's appropriate to remember some of these stars tonight. To begin our parade. 
Let's remember the great athletes who died during the First World War. I can see them marching again. Here they come, the sport immortals of 30 years ago. They came from everywhere to give their lives. From baseball came the greatest pitcher the game's ever known. His name was Christy Mathewson. From football came Princeton's greatest All-American player. He never played on a losing Princeton team. His name was Johnny Poe. From Yale came the greatest track star of his day. 30 years ago, he was the world sprint champion. His name was Johnny Overton. And let's not forget another who died in the First World War. He was the greatest hockey player that this country has ever known. He was a boy named Hobie Baker. Wait a minute. There were others, hundreds of them. But that all happened 29 years ago. I beg your pardon, but who are you? Me? My name's Eddie Grant. I used to play third base for the New York Giants. I died in the First World War. However, the record of what sports did in the First World War is well known. But on this Memorial Day, what I'd like to know is what did sports do in the Second World War that ended two years ago? You have a right to ask, Eddie Grant. Sports can also be proud of its record in the Second World War. And on this Memorial Day, we should also remember those who died in this last war, too. There was an American boy who once set three Olympic, 11 national, and five world records. No other runner ever received as much publicity as he did. But in this last world war, he was killed up in Alaska. Do you remember him? His name was Charlie Paddock. And how about one of America's greatest football players? All the sports writers, every one of them back in 1939, said that he was the greatest football player in America that year. But in the last world war, he died alone out in the South Pacific. Do you remember him? His name was Niall Kinnick. And let's not forget one of the greatest tennis champions that this country has ever had. When he won the championship, they said that he'd never be forgotten. He died in the last war. I wonder if you remember what his name was. It was Joe Hunt. And how about America's champion polo player? For the past 20 years, he's been the greatest polo player in America. He, too, died in this last war. Surely you must remember that he was Tommy Hitchcock. But there were other sports heroes who died during the war years, many of them. One of the bravest was a man condemned to die. A man who said goodbye before 60,000 people. He knew he'd been condemned to die, and yet he said, I think I'm the luckiest fellow in the world. I'm lucky because I've got the finest mother in the world, and a wife who has more courage than I'll ever hope to have. The man who said that was Lou Gehrig. And here, in person tonight, is the wife he spoke of, Mrs. Lou Gehrig. I'm proud to have my husband join that list of sportsmen. I hope none of them will ever be forgotten. They never will be forgotten, Mrs. Gehrig, nor will your husband. He didn't die because of the war, but he did die during the war years. He died six years ago this coming Monday. And that's why we thought it appropriate on this Memorial Day to keep his memory alive. To keep it alive along with the other great stars. The stars who gave their lives that our country might live.
Dr. Gary. Ask Ellsworth Vines, famous golf and tennis star, which of the two games he likes best, and he'll give you points on both. But ask him how he likes to shave, and he answers with lather shave cream and brush. The lather shave cream he uses, my friends, is Colgate Rapid Shave Cream. Says Ellsworth Vines, the people who make Colgate Rapid Shave Cream certainly know their stuff. It does a super softening job on tough whiskers. I give credit to that extra soaking power. That's it, men. It's the extra soaking power that comes from the close-packed tiny bubbles in Colgate Rapid Shave Cream that softens your beard down to the skin, lets your razor shave close, clean, and painlessly. That's why two out of three barbers use Colgate Lather. So follow the sports stars, take a tip from the barbers. Use Colgate Rapid Shave Cream, the lather shave cream of champions. And now, back to Bill Stern, Real Five. Colgate's camera close-up of Pauline Betts, America's tennis champion. She's been the tennis champion of the United States four times. And here she is in person, America's tennis champion, Pauline Betts. Thank you, and good evening, Bill. Where, where, when did you begin to play tennis, Pauline? When I was nine years old. How'd you happen to take it up? My mother gave me a tennis racket to get me off the street. Well, I take it from that you were a bit of a tomboy. Well, that's putting it mildly, Bill. <laughs> Every night when I was a kid, I used to go out to greet my father coming home from work by walking down the street towards him on my hands. Oh, that's a fine way to greet your father. Yes, Dad often said, I wish I could see my daughter right side up once in a while. <laughs> well, after that, what came next, Pauline? Well, I grew up and got a job working in a tea room. And a few years after you stopped working in that tea room, you became an American tennis champion. You certainly kept right on climbing. Hey, weren't you recently the guest of Barbara Hutton? Yes, in Switzerland. We swam and went mountain climbing for about ten days. I loved it, but I like what I'm doing now even better. What's that, Pauline? Playing professional tennis on a tour throughout the country. We play in Birmingham, Alabama, June the 3rd, and then fly to California for our official opening June the 8th at the Beverly Wilshire Hotel. Our audiences have been very enthusiastic. Maybe that's because my opponent is America's former champion, Sarah Palfrey Cook. Well, tell me, what other famous people have you played against? Oh, Spencer Tracy, Paul Lucas, and Robert Taylor. Which reminds me, as you said a moment ago, on this Memorial Day, we should remember the athletes who gave their lives during the war. And I'm thinking of one you forgot to mention. She was a great tennis player. Perhaps that's why I remember her. But more important, when this last war came along, she gladly gave her life for her country. Let's not forget her on this Memorial Day. Her name was Carol Lombard. You're so right. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Pauline Beth. And that's the 3 mark for tonight. We'll be back next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when our guest will be the manager of the world champion St. Louis Cardinals, Eddie Dyer. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we bring you as our special guest, the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals, last year's champions, Eddie Dyer. See you then. Until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until next Friday night at this very same time, it's Bill Stern wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shakespeare Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shakespeare Man, has lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-T. Mrs. America... There's still a critical shortage of fats, fats to make soap. So save and sell every ounce of used kitchen fat you can. And remember, your butcher pays you more than ever before. So don't waste, waste fat. The Bill Stern Show tonight came from New York City. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company.